The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Feb 7, 2019, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, coming up on today's show, it's our favorite Therapodcaster. <laughs> Get it? It's T-Rex, David Ferguson, he's here today. We're going to take one last look at the State of the Union address from Tuesday night. We'll do that a little bit here at the top of the show. Um, This is huge news. The House Intelligence Committee... Oh, God, this makes me so happy. The House Intelligence Committee is sparing no one in its investigation of Trump. All things Trump. This is the best news I've heard since the Cohen sentencing memo. Absolutely 100%. And Virginia Democrats, oh my God, they continue to sabotage themselves, even though Trump's crimes and lies are a bazillion times worse. But it's a new era where Trump gets his own rules, right? Oh, by the way, we posted an epic interview just yesterday, Wednesday, with Shouty McShoutface, Malcolm Nance, a big return to the show. Such a blast, even though parts of it were terrifying, of course. But we ended up on some good news about Don Jr., and you're going to have to listen to the interview to find out. Best way to support the Bob Seska Show is to subscribe to our bonus content on our Patreon page. That's also where you can find our Malcolm Nance interview from yesterday. That's patreon.com slash Show, or just click the all-caps Patreon link under the logo at bobseska.com. You can sign up for a dollar, $5, $10, or $15 per month. And depending on your subscription amount, we'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show recorded after the end credits roll in our Tuesday and Thursday shows, along with our Friday after-party podcast and the 90-minute ultimate edition of this show without commercials. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show, as I said, people like Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Tony Atamanik, Jillian Barbary, Stephen Weber, and the Frangela Duo. Go to patreon.com slash Show or patreon.com slash join slash Show, and do your part to support this completely independent podcast. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Trying to sweep the poor little widow under the carpet? Well, think again. I'm on the board of directors of this lousy company. Well, we assumed that with your husband gone, you would no longer want to be on the board. Al and I helped build Pepsi to what it is today. I intend to stay with it. We appreciate your devotion and contribution, Miss Crawford. But we have retired you from the board of directors. You drove Al Steele to his grave, and now you're trying to stab me in the back? Forget it! I fought worse monsters than you for years in Hollywood. I know how to win the hard way. Miss Crawford, we don't want any hard feelings. You don't know what hard feelings are until I come out publicly against your product and you'll see how much you sell. Please, Miss Crawford, it's hardly necessary to make threats you surely don't mean. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. 
Bob. Oh, oh, hi. Hello, Bob. It is the uh, Trump crisis day, 749, 635 days until the 2020 presidential election. Just eight days until the next government shutdown. That is if uh, shitty grandpa has remembered. I don't think he's remembered. I think he's forgotten all about it. He's moved on. (laughs) He's busy whining. Uh, By the way, uh, Adam Schiff, the great Adam Schiff, was on the Unprecedented podcast today with Cliff Schechter and John Aravosis. If you want to listen, go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and sign up for $5 a month. You can get the latest scoop from the guy who's at the center of everything. And uh, quite frankly, I'm going to go and propose to him. Uh, Adam Schiff. I just... The news yesterday... Well, you know what? Enough of my yapping. Let's let's do this first. The great T-Rex. How you doing, my friend? Hey! Yeah. podcaster. That's it. Hey, I like that very much. I'm taking it. Yeah, you can use it. You can have it. I'm so excited you opened with a clip from Mommy Dearest. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was just I was thinking Nancy Pelosi, man. Nancy Pelosi just Tina, th- swinging for the fence. Bring me the axe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. It's just it's such a, a an amazingly hilarious and tragic and awful, but hilarious movie. I don't know why. It's it's sick of me, isn't it, that I watch that movie as kind of a comedy? Is that is that weird? Oh no, a lot of you know, I think this is just Were you about to say a lot of a lot of a lot of gay guys watch it as a comedy? Is that what you were gonna say there? (laughs) Yes, I was. (laughs) Shit, well, I guess okay, fine, I'll I'll take that. I I swear they picked the little the actress to play the little girl um, based just purely based on irritable like um, annoyingness. Yeah. Like I'm just like by the time she's like hit her with a comic can. Come on, you know, like I am not one of your fans. Yeah, right. I could go on and on. Christina, Christopher, damn it. Yeah, I could do that all day. Um, And despite the fact, did you watch Feud? Did did I watch uh, which? What? Feud? Feud. Feud. Jessica Lang is Joan Crawford and um, Susan Sarandon. Oh my God. Holy shit. Yes, I I wanted to watch that. It's, I couldn't find it. on demand. I couldn't find it streaming. I couldn't find it on demand. I think I had to pay for it, which is why I'm, I'm super cheap, so I didn't pay for it. So, I, I mean, what I'm hoping to do, <laughs> I don't know that I'm cheap, but uh, I haven't seen it yet because uh, it wasn't on demand at the time. But So I'm, I'm actually, gotcha. I'm, thank you for reminding me. I'm dying to look at that. You know what we just started watching is we just started watching Fargo, the TV series, because we just watched the movie over the weekend because of the polar vortex that we were getting into, and then... Uh, um, polar so vortex. A pol- I don't even know a vortex. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there you go. I've been waiting for that all week. Yeah, but I, oh God, I watched the first episode last night. Kimberly and I did, and boy, was that great! Was that great? And is that is that something? I just want to make sure that's not like a like a gay thing, right? There's not like what? you're not going to out me again because I watched Fargo. Just want to make sure. No, <laughs> okay. no. I actually, I had a hard time with that season of Fargo because I really like Martin Freeman. Yeah, me too. Like as a like, and I just had such a hard time watching him be. So terrible yeah i mean not he's an excellent actor and he's playing the character to the you know excellently but the i hated the character so much that it hurt it like it hurt my feelings my, my martin freeman crush was damaged yeah well just go watch the hobbit again and you'll be okay because he's uh <laughs> he's wonderful in that or the uk version of the office which is as far as i'm concerned the only version of the office and i know that's gonna i just got into a discussion about this yesterday yeah. about how if you you have to pick one or the other like people yep. do not 
like both. You uh, know, I'm very much a, a British office person. Cause I mean, come on, Gareth. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. There's so much going on in just what they did like 12 episodes or something like that. Very, very few episodes. God, when David gets his guitar out. Cause when, he's so like threatened by the. Yes. Because with the, yeah. And he, and they, they have the, uh, the customer care guy there and he's performing, um, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> free love on the free free love highway. Oh my god! Is that it's what it was called? Free love I, I on a free love freeway. Uh, yeah. Three way on the freeway. <laughs> yes. Yesterday. <laughs> Jesus. That's gonna be my like metal light like like yeah. hair metal song. Oh, free, right. Freeway on the freeway. <laughs> they, in the you back know, of my limousine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk you know, about there, politics. There, there's actually a uh, Noel Gallagher version of that song with Ricky Gervais where they're performing almost like a full-on rock version of Free Love Freeway. And it's awesome. Shut you, up. Yes, you've got to go find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube because there's a video that goes along with it, too. It is amazing. But if you haven't, I mean, if you've only seen the American version of The Office, you're missing out on maybe the greatest half-hour comedy series in the history of half-hour comedy series. And I'm a guy who just loves Seinfeld, but the UK office was just genius. I don't know how we ended up on that, but... Good Lord, speaking of things that were amazing television, T-Rex, I'm sure you saw the Matto A block last night, did you? Or did you not? Because if you didn't, then you missed maybe some of the best news that we've heard in a long time. And I was feeling... I've got to think about it. I know I watched it, but it's like so much of the news just washes over me at this point. Oh, you're talking about all of the investigations that uh, Adam Schiff is launching. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, and like... Yeah, it was like at five. She's like, "Here are the five pillars of the investigation," and Ben and I were like counting them down. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was so happy. I mean, it made me so happy because. Um, I've just been feeling so utterly frustrated and gaslit by the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. I mean, it's just been one of those things this week where, especially after the State of the Union, um, watching that thing was so incredibly frustrating. I mean, yeah, I voluntarily watched it. I just thought it. it was dull. It was, it was dull, but it was like, it was one of those things where, you know, again, just screaming at your television saying, you can't keep getting away with he this. You can't keep getting away with this was me watching Tuesday night. He can't keep getting away with it. And he was, and he was, and he was. And it was driving what me crazy. What is that batch. from? It's driving me crazy. Is that Dustin Hoffman from Marathon Man? <laughs> no, it's Breaking Bad. That is <gasps> Jesse Pinkman talking about Walter White in uh, Breaking Bad. And it was just one of those okay. scenes where he encapsulated the entire Walter White character through those words. He can't keep getting away with it. And it's so thoroughly applies to Donald Trump. But let's I just I felt like I was looking at a weakened president like struggling to read I mean he was practically in a coma and like <laughs> yes. and uh, you know and Pelosi with the fuck you clap was just I mean the, I just it was the oh best my. part of course was the ladies. Yes. You know that was the only reason to watch and they were especially that moment when he was like and women have joined the workplace and they were just like yes we have and they got yeah. danced and As then Stacy Oh yeah! Oh my God! Stacey Abrams was great, and uh, I, have a lot, I have a lot to say about Nancy Pelosi too. But I mean, the main thing that I just kept thinking, uh, what was going through my head, other than he can't keep getting away with it, was this: Shut the fuck up! Yes. Shut all the way the fuck up until you reach the top oh, of shut, shut fuck mountain. mountain, where there are no more fuck ups. 
too shut. That's right. What is that? That's from, that's a Grace and Frankie uh, episode eleven, season five. The new I, season. I, I feel the Skyler from Breaking yeah. Bad. Shut up. Oh yeah. Well, that that one's really you great, know. and and I'm I'm pissed off that you said it because I don't have it queued up. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all I need is the one. Shut the fuck. We'll up. sneak it in later. There you go. So, we'll, State of the Union. But okay, yes. I want to talk about Stacey Abrams for a second because I think that we really need to make her governor of Virginia. Well, yeah. Uh, the the problem is, is you know, <laughs> Georgia because that's where she lives. Isn't Do you there? know how it hurts though? Yeah. She was so. I mean, because they stole it from her. Yeah, they they stole it. Yeah, like our State Department. If the Georgia election had happened in another country, it would be like that's a, we're not going to recognize that election. It's crooked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what's and, obvious at this point, David, is that, uh, and in fact, Kimberly Johnson tweeted something like this earlier, patreon.com slash start me up. Uh, she said that, uh, you know, basically Virginia should now be run by women of color and just take yeah. over, <laughs> take over from all these a-holes down just, there. Getting the whole government, you know? Yep. Yep. We have a better, in, in five years, the whole country would be like minding its manners, sitting up straight at the table, like in the black in the bank, you know, <laughs> like credit cards paid off, yep. you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, instead, we've got all these white a-holes, whether uh, on, on the Democratic side or on the Republican side. And and they're all you know what? They all deserve each other. Over, over there Speaking Virginia. of Virginia, there's something I want to I have to plug. OK, sure. Uh, tomorrow's plug, plug away. podcast. Tomorrow. Uh, I'm having um, Dr. Monica McLemore on and she is a Ph.D. nursing professional who works, who is uh, talking about racial disparities in healthcare. Oh, that's great. Which, because it really, I mean, people don't realize if you're a white person, you have a whole different experience at the mm-hmm. hands of healthcare professionals than you do as a black person. And yeah. so many people, I think, don't understand that black women are not listened to yeah. by medical professionals when mm-hmm. they're in pain, when they, you know, and they don't feel like something's right. Uh, and I just feel like it's something that people need to spread awareness on. And if yeah. you, any of your healthcare workers out there, I want you to please like listen to the show and like please like spread the word to any healthcare listservs you belong to or mm-hmm. anything like that or message boards because it really is um terrible some of the outcomes yeah. um i can't remember her name right now and I'm, if i would start googling it it would make a bunch of table noise well, like it's, it's funny but, we, we actually talked about uh, something similar to this or in fact that direct topic not not specifically pertaining to women of color but uh all women how doctors don't trust what women say when they're in pain and and so therefore women are getting misdiagnosed. In fact, there's a epidemic of this and it goes back, you know, throughout the, the uh, history of civilization where for some reason men don't believe women when women say they're in discomfort or pain. And, uh, you know, there could be all kinds of reasons for that. But I, I, I can't wait to listen to your podcast because I, I want to hear more about this, because this is a this is something that is uh, quite common. I'm sure every woman listening to our voices right now is going, uh huh. Exactly. You're exactly right, guys. This is something that happens all the time. <sighs> so and yet, when I had to have like an operation on my junk. They practically like give you a Percocet and a, a shot of scotch before they even touch it. You know, like, okay, Mr. Ferguson, we're going to need to examine the area. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you just it's say you had an operation on your junk? Is that what you just said? I did. <laughs> Jesus I had Christ. an Multiple crap. What did you have? 
An epididymectomy? Oh, your epididymis. Is that what is that what you're talking about? Yes. The epididymis? That is this tube. And then some people it gets infected. Oh my god, um, that sucks. And it just kept persistently getting infected and I had to have it removed on one side. Wow. The doctor was like, Miss Ferguson, are you promiscuous? And I was like, Define that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. She's like, Have you had more than two partners this year? I was like, It's August. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> like, of course I have. That's relatively common, though, isn't it? Epididymitis. I, yeah, totally. Yeah, I remember. It's but funny. It's bad. The operation is it's pretty harsh because they like they cut your junk, you know, they, yeah. and you have to sit there with an ice pack on it for like a month. It's. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, no, I don't like the sound of that. But, I, you know, I remember it's weird. I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I remember that like 25 years ago, Howard Stern was suffering from epididymitis. I just remember him complaining about it on the show. So you're not alone. It's, <laughs> it's you, not comfortable. I, I can't imagine how uncomfortable it is. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's, I don't want to have anything in common with Howard Stern, especially in this region. <laughs> that particular <laughs> chakra <laughs> or whatever. Well, let's talk, you know, let's talk about, uh, you my favorite person on television, Rachel Maddow. Keep the faith, Bob. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Uh, she had an A block last night that was a home fucking run from top to bottom. And like I was saying before, I just so desperately needed to hear this. What she did is she uh, brought us information about this kind of, I don't know what you would call it, a mission statement from Adam Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee. I mean, this right. is why... Uh, one of the many reasons why last year's election was so hugely important. This is the, the kind of shit that I was thinking about when we were leading up to the midterms, because this is the kind of thing that if the Democrats took back at least one chamber of Congress, that we would have these kind of investigations. Here's the entire slate of what the House Intelligence Committee is going to be looking at when it comes to Donald Trump. Number one. The scope and scale of the Russian government's operations to influence the U.S. political process and, and underscore political process, not just the election and the U.S. government's response during and since the 2016 election. So we're talking about Obama's response versus Trump's response. They're going to cover that all the way through. Mm -hmm. Uh, number two, the extent of any. Dude, you're not going to be your hype man. I'm going to like shout the numbers behind you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's do that. Number two. <laughs> two. <laughs> the extent of any links and/or coordination between the Russian government or related foreign actors and individuals associated with Donald Trump's campaign, transition, administration, or business interests underscore business interests in furtherance mm -hmm. of the Russian government's interests. Uh, number three. Whether any three. three, whether any foreign actor has sought to compromise or holds leverage, financial or otherwise, over Donald Trump, his family, uh, his business, and her, his associates. I think I'm turgid now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number four. Four. Whether yes. <laughs> President, Tr I love doing this. This is so fun. Whether President Trump, his family, or his associates are or were at any time at heightened risk of or vulnerable to foreign exploitation, inducement, manipulation, pressure, or coercion, or have sought to influence U.S. government policy in service of foreign interests and. Uh, by the way, that is not just Russia. That can include Saudi Arabia. That can include, oh, mm -hmm. Turkey. Qatar. All, yeah, Qatar. All of these uh, other nations that are circulating around the Trump uh, uh, family. And uh, number five, 
five? Oh, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was actually like trying to remember something I saw on Twitter earlier today that I wanted to bring up. So <laughs> five. <laughs> yes, there okay. you go. Thank you. Whether any actors, foreign or domestic, sought or are seeking to impede, obstruct, and or mislead authorized investigations into these matters, including those in Congress, this is uh, obstruction of justice. This is lying. This is lying under oath. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. This is the House Intelligence Committee. And remember, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee is a guy who Donald Trump referred to as Little Adam Shit. This is what? in. Yes, on Twitter, Trump referred to Adam Schiff as <sighs> Little Adam Shit. And now he's like he's, six and a half feet tall, isn't he? He's like comey sized. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is again. This is uh, uh, Donald Trump making things worse for himself. He has no sense whatsoever. And then then crying like a goddamn baby on Twitter this morning, just uh, constantly whining all damn day about how they're coming after him with presidential harassment. That was his first tweet in all caps, presidential harassment. Well, Stop being a dick. Stop being a criminal. Stop I think about all those things they did. I think about you lie. Yeah. You know, I think about the things they did to Obama and and the fact that there wasn't a single major scandal throughout the entire Obama administration. Yep. And they can't they didn't even get they they, they their national security advisor was fired in 23 days. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, you look back at the Obama administration, there were what? Like eight investigations into Benghazi alone, and that was just congressional investigations. <laughs> there were other uh investigations at the DOJ. Uh I believe there was one also at the Pentagon and so on. So there were numerous investigations into Benghazi. How many indictments do those turn up? Zero, zilch, none, absolutely none. And of course, uh, uh, there were several others. Same and, with the emails. Yeah. I mean, there were zero indictments of any Barack Obama officials or, you know, anyone linked to his family, etc. Nothing came of it. And he had an entirely Republican Congress that he was dealing with at the time. And surely they went after him in every way, shape and form. And in fact, there was a select committee to investigate Benghazi. So they formed an additional committee to investigate Benghazi, and yet it's presidential harassment to go after a president whose various campaign officials... How many indictments have we seen so far? 39, 40, coming up on 50 now, more than um, Watergate at this point. I think the mm. entire stat... You look at the, in Russians included. Yeah, exactly. So if you look at the stats for the Russia investigation versus Watergate, far more indictments. I think uh, we're basically neck and neck on convictions, too. I have to look up those numbers as well. But, I mean, obviously not a witch hunt. But wait, there, there's more to the uh, House Intelligence Committee, okay? So... Um, by the way, the Washington Post revealed in May Trump's company spent more than $400 million in cash on new properties, including 14 transactions paid for in full without borrowing from banks during a buying binge and defied real estate industry practices and Trump's own history as the self-described king of debt. This is another thing that the Intelligence Committee is going to look at. Eric Trump told the Post at that point then that the Trump organization made the purchases like that because Trump 
Trump, get this, had incredible cash flow and built incredible wealth. <laughs> he didn't need to think about borrowing for every transaction we invested in ourselves. <laughs> Trump doesn't have $400 million in cash just laying around. That is horseshit. Obviously, these were either straw purchases or some money laundering scheme, even though the Post did, I should note this, found no evidence of money laundering as it looked into it. But Democrats plan to investigate where the money came from to make these purchases. And of course, we're thinking about what VTB, Deutsche Bank, Bank of Cyprus, like a lot of these names that we hear of uh, over overseas banks and so on. And then there are, of course, oligarchs, too. This is the thing that I was trying to remember that I saw on Twitter this morning earlier is by yeah. um, Larisa Alexandrovna, Alexandrovna mm-hmm. um, uh, who actually was at Raw Story a long time before I was. But uh, she was writing about how um, it now looks as if certain key pieces of the Steele dossier were leaked intentionally, like the P tape were intended to throw people off the scent, but that mm-hmm. like she just illustrated like Trump's main job was to like unlock. It's like a, if there was a burglary and Trump's job was to unlock the door. Oh yeah. You know what? I yeah. remember that. I remember this tweet. Uh, it was a whole thread. I, I saw an empty wheel. Uh, Marcy Wheeler retweeted it. Yes. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting. Why don't you do, can you read like the basically the the first several oh gosh, tweets there? Do you have it? See if I can because I'm it desperately looking. Oh yeah, Larissa Alexandrova, I've got it here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Carter Page was an elaborate distraction, an illusion used by uh, the magician to make us look for fake conspiracy instead of the real one. The Russians were clearly into onto Steele, onto Christopher Steele. And uh, and the Fed uh, disinformation. Oh, and Fed disinformation into the dossier. Once you remove that fog right. of dead ends and those pieces, Rosneft, PP tapes, etc., the complexity of the conspiracy becomes simplified and crystal clear. Doesn't she eventually go on to make the point that Trump's involved? Just keep going. Keep going. Okay, so it's good. Right. Well, tr- but but basically, she gets to the point where she's saying that. Um, Trump's involvement had more to do with getting Trump Tower Moscow lined up, right? Uh, well, but she was just saying that like that was his bait that they used for him, and they had other things that they used for um, uh, Paul. Uh, why can't I think Paul of his Manafort. name? I'm just Manafort, and yeah. like e- they had each operative targeted, you know, in a different way. But the, basically, the job was for Trump to drop the sanctions so that they could start making money, yeah, uh, and start and. They're like, he didn't necessarily need to know all the pieces of the conspiracy yep. for it to be a conspiracy and for him to be guilty of it. He didn't, he probably does not actually know when they offered to help, mm-hmm. like didn't know that they were going to like uh, break into the DNC servers and stuff. He was yeah. just like, yeah, I'll take whatever help you can get. And then the help came and they were like, whoa, <laughs> this isn't necessarily what we talked, agreed to, but I'm going to yeah. lose anyway. But, but yeah, so, but to, so at that point they're already compromised, right? That's uh, right. what she mentions here. So he's already sucked into the loop, whether he wants to be there or not. And that she, she, she basically went on to say something to the effect of, uh, of that that's where he gets off saying things like or shouting things like no collusion because right. he was in his a, mind he's not guilty of anything because he's doesn't know the whole plot yeah it basically is the unwitting uh uh agent or the the unwitting asset of russia is kind of what she's saying here although i'm not entirely convinced i do think that the one of the central nuts of the whole Trump Russia thing is the quid pro quo Trump Tower Moscow for reducing sanctions. And uh, right. and, and as we've seen 
whether they were existing sanctions, which Donald Trump has pulled us out of or uh, eliminated entirely. We're talking about Oleg Deripaska, hundreds of millions of dollars released back to their uh, bank accounts. Or we're talking about eight hundred million dollars the first day the sanctions were dropped. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then on top of all of that. Um, some of the sanctions that were passed but not implemented, announced but not implemented. So th- these are all things where there's a lot of shell games going on all at once when it comes down to sanctions. And there haven't been any real sanctions applied by the Trump administration, any that they've actually implemented. So clearly this bears out in facts in terms of what the Trump administration has been up to since the election, obviously R- really solid thread. There some food for thought for some things to uh, c- consider as far as, and you can kind of mix that into your, uh, into your brew of, uh, of how you think this all went down. Some, some, some good information there. Okay. So meanwhile, Eric Swalwell, uh, David said this, yes, <laughs> One of my my favorite members of Congress. This is one of the guys who's just going to go in and just rip the Trumps to shreds. I cannot wait for the hearings. Anyway, he said, we are going to take an MRI to any Russian financing that the Trump organization and the president may have had. Oh, goody, goody, goody. He also said, (laughs) but we're we're not going to be so naive to assume that he's faithful to the Russians. There may have been other countries who have tried to financially influence him. And that is, I think, pretty much obvious at this point. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to all of this. In fact, I'm considering going down once the hearings start in the Intelligence Committee. I'm considering uh, driving down into the district and actually going to some of these hearings and reporting back with a little mini podcast if I can figure out the technology. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, God damn it. I'm living so close to Washington, D.C. Like, why the fuck shouldn't I? I mean, it, I absolutely need to go and do this because this is one of the things I've been looking forward to most about the new Congress. And, and here it is. It's underway. And I'm so, so happy about that. Um, okay, just real quick here. I want to talk about Crystal Boy's banded masculine candles. Banded masculine candles, David, are all natural soy wax candles in steel containers with masculine scents like leather, blood orange, and hunting lodge. Each one is poured by Crystal Boy's mighty hands and no lavender. He hates that crap. Leather smells like a broken-end baseball glove or maybe a harness. Blood Orange sends a deep, complex citrus scent into the air. Hunting Lodge is a sweet mix of a uh, blue spruce and whiskey humidor smells like unsmoked pipe tobacco earthy with hints of cherry and cognac campfire brings the scent of a crackling campsite blaze indoors roast a marshmallow over it chris says freshly cut grass hmm. brings the clean smell of a freshly mown lawn indoors without the allergies mojito is a fresh mix of mint and lime with just a hint of rum absinthe is a heady mix of star anise and black currant Some say it smells like rich aftershave. Yep, Chris is using his bulbous pectorals to create some of the best-smelling candles I've ever whiffed. (laughs) So when you shop, make sure to click the Banded Masculine link. This is important. The Banded Masculine link at bobseska.com, just beneath my head, just beneath the logo at bobseska.com, and we get a small commission for every candle you purchase. Again, that's the Banded Masculine link at bobseska.com, and thank you, thank you, thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. 
Okay, it is our Thursday show. We're here with uh, Therapodcaster T-Rex. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, you know, honestly, like, until the singing starts, I cannot tell the difference between New Drug and the Ghostbusters theme. I know. It's so damn close. And, boy, they made out like bandits with that one, didn't they? Huey Lewis uh, suing Ray Parker Jr. and getting all that they money. They should have. Yeah. They should have. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it was obvious. It was, it was uh, 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 mandated from the get-go when they went to produce that song. It was like, okay, we wanted to get Huey Lewis in the news, and we can't get Huey Lewis in the news. So, Ray Parker, <laughs> can you give us a song that sounds like Huey Lewis in the news? And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay, let's go do it. I think it. Ray Parker, is, let's just go ahead and just call the guy a jerk, because he had another song that was kind of anti-gay, that was like, Girls Are More Fun. I don't know if you ever heard that. Oh, my God. 80s. Yeah, that is uh, super like, anti-gay. For those of you who've gone the other way, girls yeah. are more fun. I'm like, Ray, me thinks the dost protest too much. Somewhat yeah. like a Gavin McInnes. Well, um, I mean. Uh, Gavin uh, McChinless. <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture without the beard. Yeah, oh, it's totally. terrifying. Oh, my God. It explains so much. It's like, oh, you did get the bad Scottish genes, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's Too like... many cousins fucking in your background, buddy. <laughs> exactly right. Yes, I don't know I mean, what. It's not even a full. Ch- it's like Mitch McConnell's chin. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, Why would and... he do that? I don't know. He's he's made some bad choices recently. Uh, other than being an incel and a alt right douchebag, he's uh he shaved he's his beard, a dildo up his butt, he's putting on TV a or yeah to own the libs, putting a dildo in his butt. Unbelievable, this guy. Um, okay, so let's see. Oh, we're going to talk about the uh, come back to the <laughs> state. But you know, he's suing the Southern Poverty Law Center because they he believes they have rendered him a dis- dis- despicable character. <laughs> By labeling the Proud Boys a hate group, I'm like, you know, Kevin, honey, you did fuck. that all by yourself. Yeah, fuck. You've been on a like one man campaign since your like national debut to make an ass of yourself and to become despicable. I mean, it's like everything you do is calculated. To yeah, but he's mad because he did like his liberal neighbors are mean to him. Yeah, <laughs> right. So these people doing awful, awful things, and as soon as they're called on it, it's it's suddenly they start whining and they can't stop whining. They're the whiniest goddamn mother. Motherfuckers I've ever seen in politics. Stop whining. Yeah, thank you. And and so he's just as bad as Donald Trump. Like, why? Why is everyone looking at who me? I mean, I just I hate this shit. I hate the who me. And that, of course, yeah, everyone's being so mean to me. Yeah, that was like the that was Malkin's thing. You know, she would like oh, throw right. a flaming bomb through somebody's front window and then be like, "Eek, I'm being attacked." You know, <laughs> no shit, you idiot. Uh, okay, well, speaking of whom we, uh, let's get back to the uh, State of the Union address from Tuesday night. Just a couple things to, t- to talk about here, other than the fact that Nancy Pelosi uh, is just on this second wind in her career where she is just taking no prisoners. I'm loving that, that clap in Trump's face. And he didn't even realize. Did you notice that you see him kind of mouth the words? He goes, thank you. He doesn't even know <laughs> that she's being snarky. Like she's like she's throwing shade at him, and he's like, oh, "Thank you, thank you, Nancy, thank you for that applause." And he totally doesn't get it. He's completely out to lunch. Um, but I mean, the main thing about that somebody said he was drunk this morning at the prayer breakfast. Have you seen any of that video? Yes, I saw a little bit of it. He just sounded like he sounded like he didn't have his provigil. He didn't have his Adderall, so he's just like. Oh. Uh, I got to read this stuff. And then he was talking about how um, uh, it was a great it was a great time when we abolished civil rights, <laughs> the abolishment of civil rights or what? the abolition of civil rights. 
oh, what an idiot. And then he's just like, then he behaves like he always does. He behaves as if oh, I meant to say that. I meant to do that. I meant to do that. That's his, his constant. And then, but then that's the thing is then they send out a bunch of people to go find evidence of the thing that he said that was wrong. Like the whole <laughs> Sicario thing. Did you hear about that? Yes. Of, right. Where he's looking at <laughs> Sicario day of the Soledad O'Brien. Right. And he's, it's, it really, really yeah, but he was convinced that it was real, that there were these super fast cars that could just blow right over the border and that the like, women were being duct taped and human trafficked. And then they actually like sent out people to border patrol offices yeah. to ask them, like, has anyone been duct taped? Has, have you got any evidence? To, and that's the same thing he did with the millions of illegal votes he claimed that happened. You know, that he committed a cold, uh, created a whole phony committee to chase around these math, these, this figment of his imagination. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, really, I, it just devolved into like, it's like some the terrible story of a mad emperor from a thousand years ago. <laughs> that's right. That's he's decided, King, King you know, Joffrey. That, Right. That gremlins have invaded his kingdom and he's spending like, you know, thousands of pounds of gold every year to, on the gremlin mm. task force. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mentioned to Buzz on Tuesday's show. I was like, you know, uh, I, I think I've found an explanation for his comments after Charlottesville. Clearly, he wasn't watching the footage of the actual turmoil in Charlottesville. What he was watching is an episode of Hogan's Heroes and thought, well, this is all real. <laughs> there are good people on both sides. Look at the Nazis are hilarious. And of course, the allies who are in prison there, they're also fun and they can walk out of the prison anytime they want. So good, very fine people on both sides. Hogan's Heroes. Thank you, Hogan's Heroes. And uh, so I'm pretty convinced that that was kind of the explanation. Actually, the, the serious thing is Donald Trump was complimenting Nazis, which is one of the things that the gaslighting from the State of the Union address where he's on Honoring World War II veterans and Holocaust survivors, meanwhile saying Nazis and white such supremacists. exhausted detail. Yeah. I mean, I, it just the speech was so long. And he's like, and then flying forth for the beaches of Normandy. I'm like, oh, God, are we really getting the entire war again? Yeah. Like, it's just like, uh, Yeah, human shields. They were all human shields. He was borrowing their mm-hmm. heroism and applying it to himself when he doesn't deserve it in any way, shape, or form. And then all those Republicans are applauding that little 10-year-old girl who survived cancer. And when they voted to take away her health care like 26 times. <laughs> I liked Rick Wilson's tweet that night about that. He said, uh, finally, someone's speaking out against childhood speaking cancer. Jesus, it was hilarious. But you know what? Here's the big comparison I made uh, with the State of the Union address and his behavior, especially with all this bullshit about cooperation and unity and so on, casting aside things like revenge. That was where Nancy Pelosi did that clap. But I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was totally Eddie Haskell. I mean, I hate to date myself here by using a <laughs> Leave it to Beaver reference, but he was Eddie right. Haskell talking to June Cleaver, kissing ass because he knew that a lot of first time people would be watching let's see what this trump bastard is all about is he really such an asshole well let's tune into the state of the union and find out oh he seems nice enough and look at all the nice people he's honoring well i guess he's not so bad and that was what he was going for and and all the rest of us are going no 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 this isn't donald trump this is the donald trump <laughs> also that just watching shit. the republicans like pop up and down like catholics at mass you know just like <laughs> shucking and like you know like just basically like sucking him off in front of everybody. It was yeah. just so it was so sequious, and I, I felt like that was especially in stark contrast to the women in white who are not clapping, not standing, yeah. you know. And yeah, yeah, well, it, it's 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 remarkable the risk that they're taking, the gamble that they're taking in you know so vocally supporting this guy. 
knowing where this could end up going. And I guess they're counting on the idea that everything's just going to blow over and they won't get any spatter uh, washing back into their face when this guy finally goes down. And, uh, you know, there's going to be videotape, though. There's going to be all kinds of videotape. It's like they still don't know that there are things like the Internet and YouTube <laughs> and, and video cameras and uh, video phones and so on that record every goddamn thing they say as if they can just sweep it under the rug no one's going to care that they've been so vocal about their support for this goddamn monster. They just don't seem to care that's 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 the case that that, that that's actually happening. So um, one of the many assholes on the Republican side is this uh, Congressman Matt Gates. Oh, oh, Representative Chucklefuck, our favorite. Yeah, Congressman Chucklefuck. He was in rare form yesterday trying to throw a Parkland victim's father out of the hearing because he was kept interrupting him. But I mean. And then saying that a wall would stop school shootings. Yeah. God damn it. God damn I mean, it. Oh, like I just, I look at him and it's just like, first of all, uh, I don't know. I just, like I can see the gold football on his desk. And I'm so fucking sick of these people. And like the, even the democratic guys like Northam were in these fraternities and the race and like people are surprised that people are popping up in blackface, but that has been like a staple of Southern fraternity parties for like a hundred years. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And these guys, it's like, well, let's talk about that because this is uh, another point of growing frustration for me. And it's, it's frustration. I think for a lot of people, uh, because on one hand, we all know that this cannot stand. The racism, the blackface, uh, if these sexual assault allegations bear out to be true, um, these are all things that we, we can't tolerate and we have to eliminate from the Democratic Party on one hand. But on the other hand, it's like, this huge double standard now where Donald Trump Jr., these fucking slime balls in the Trump family and surrounding Donald Trump who are having such a fucking blast observing what's going on in Virginia or for that matter with Elizabeth Warren and this whole Native American business. You know, it's just it's so immensely. I mean, talk about feeling gaslit once again. And that's like the word of the day, I guess, yeah. because. You know, all at once, you say, well, these are not good things to have on the Democratic side. And we need to, uh, uh, you know, especially when it comes to the races, we need to usher this out as quickly as fucking possible. This guy had to should have resigned days ago. I don't know why he hasn't. Well, I got to tell you, I'm 50 years old and it has been shockingly easy for me to never put on blackface. Yeah, me Crazy too. <laughs> it's amazing how this has happened. I mean, but it is just never like. Like when freaking Northern was talking about, and like, you know, he's like, I just used a little shoe polish when I did blackface. Because, oh you know, everyone knows how hard shoe polish is to get off your face. I'm like, oh, do we? Yeah. No, we don't. I've never put shoe polish on my face. Right. What are you talking about, you idiot? I mean, oh, yeah, he <laughs> needed to resign immediately. Horrible, um, horrible, horrible. I don't know just, why he didn't. But this is why, I mean, when you ask, like, is our medical system racist and is our medical system sexist? It absolutely is. Yeah. And these sons of privilege who have ended up in positions of power in both parties, and you know, are kind of all the same underneath. And yeah. It's kind of why we keep ending up with national policy that favors corporations instead mm -hmm. of people. 
Well, yeah, and, and speaking of corporations, let's talk about Elizabeth Warren and this aspect of, of everything. Because, again, you know, uh, I responded to a tweet by Brett Hume the other day, and, of course, he was trying to, to, to dig her political grave with all of this uh, because uh, apparently she put on some forum, She's something about... Herself, dude. Yeah, she identified as, a, right as American Indian or something like that on a forum that had no bearing over whether she was going to get hired or not, and she was basically just going by what her family had told her about her heritage at that point she wasn't making anything up she didn't have a dna test at that point in time to go by right. to 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 say exactly how much or how little uh native american blood was in her uh, family heritage so regardless I, you know when are these guys uh gonna get uh, outraged over the fact that donald trump has told eight eight thousand plus lies as documented by the washington post or you know has Britt hume expressed any outrage over the fact that donald trump is an agent of the Kremlin. None. Zero. Let's talk about the fact that probably Elizabeth Warren has not made a single dollar off of any of this. You mm -hmm. know, like she didn't get any special jobs or treatments or privileges or anything. Whereas Kevin McCarthy, as you were telling me earlier today, he's his family made how much money out of special deals from the government? By oh, yeah. Yeah. This American is, ancestry. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. This is a story that goes back to uh, October, but it's worth mentioning again. It's a story in the uh, Los Angeles Times. House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy's family benefited from U.S. program for minorities based on disputed ancestry. And uh, the actual here's the lead company owned by House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Remember the guy who can't talk. Uh, it was owned by Kevin McCarthy's in-laws, won more than $7 million in no-bid and other federal contracts at U.S. military installations and other government properties in California based on a dubious claim of Native American identity by McCarthy's brother-in-law, a time investigation found. Yeah. Right, so $7 million, but show me where Elizabeth Warren made a single penny. Yeah, none. Off None. of her claim of, you know... <sighs> right, right. Then this is the double standard, that Trump can get away with grabbing pussy and all the rest of it. Elizabeth Warren says one thing about being a, a, having Native American heritage, which was obviously a bit of an exaggeration based on the results of the DNA test, but she didn't have the DNA test for the previous however many decades of her life. So, and then meanwhile, Donald Trump is getting away with all kinds of bullshit without any ramifications whatsoever. God damn it. I mean, this makes my face want to explode. I mean, it's Fox uh, News. It's the right wing media machine. And it's the thing that we will come up against again and again and again when yeah. we talk about the double standards and we talk about just the horror of every day that we face. Well, this goes back to 2016, T-Rex. I mean, where we were talking about this, how Donald Trump gets his own set of rules. But Hillary Clinton has this email thing that isn't even a real thing. And it takes her it, it, practically, at least from the conventional wisdom uh, postmortem of the election, still, you know, basically eliminates her from becoming president and so on but of course that wasn't the fact it was obviously Russia but what I'm saying here is is that every politician is held to a different set of rules than Donald Trump for some fucked up reason Donald Trump gets to get away with this shit every single fucking day where now it's not just some 
uh, United States senator from Massachusetts. That we're talking about the president of the United States with the nuclear biscuit in his pocket and getting as close as he possibly can to despots like Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un mm. and Erdogan and all the rest. The whole laundry list of uh, of criminals and thieves and villains in, in the in the world right now. And Donald Trump is lined up with the rest of them. About to, uh, I mean, pulls out of the INF treaty and, uh, and and threatens to pull out of NATO, leaving Europe entirely vulnerable for Vladimir Putin to waltz right in and uh, and reestablish the uh, the Warsaw Pact countries out there. So, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. We're talking about Elizabeth Warren's heritage that, you know, Jesus, uh, talk about an utter uh, uh, example of d- disparity and hypocrisy and injustice that this is the way things are in politics now. And and, and because we have and to be... And it's going to be, and in a minute the 2020 thing gets really rolling, you know, the Jake Tappers of the world are going to find nitpicky garbage to, you know, yep. to fling at all the Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I mean, That's it's right. just like, you know, he's like styled himself now as a, like this resistance journalist, but I just, I can sense it. I smell it in there. It's just waiting to come out. He's like, oh, we get this, you know, that both sides narrative is not going to propel itself. <sighs> Meanwhile, you got these guys like Jacob Wall digging up like one one thing about every person in the democratic field so far you know they're going to there's always going to be something that because we've taken this moralistic approach on the left with regard to scandals along these lines that we have to say yes you got to step down because we can't tolerate the racism we can't tolerate the sexual assault we can't tolerate these things but meanwhile but that's important i mean they are i mean that we do that i I totally agree just let them slide i totally agree but it's it's still frustrating to be the adult in the room you know what i mean no matter how to understand that hypocrisy means nothing to the other side exactly like because we were talking about that earlier before we started recording and i was just like you know, you, we we think we're going to catch them on hypocrisy when we confront them with the facts, and it just has no bearing, yeah, whatsoever on what actually happens to people or the consequences. They mm-hmm. So, I mean, what we have here is a president of the United States who is uh, acquiescing to Vladimir Putin by pulling out of this INF treaty, which is not in opposition to Russia, as Donald Trump, as Eddie Haskell was saying in the State of the <laughs> Union address. This is entirely to benefit Vladimir Putin and to allow him to openly rather than secretively develop intermediate-range nuclear missiles that are specifically supposed to be used in the European theater. These uh, intermediate-range missiles are aimed directly at Europe. And meanwhile, Donald Trump wants to pull out of NATO. You combine all these fucking things, and suddenly, what, Elizabeth Warren's uh, heritage that she she may or may not have actually possessed? Uh, You know, this is a disqualifier, for fuck's sake? Are you kidding me? An agent of the Kremlin has now allowed the, the, the president of Russia to develop intermediate range nuclear <laughs> missiles at the threat of, of dis- dissolving the EU. It is staggering to me. Damn it, Liz Warren wrote Native American on a job application one time in 1978. We can never let that slide. Yes, shock. <laughs> My God, shock horror. <laughs> So now, and now on that on that uh, INF front, we now have a series of missile tests that have occurred uh, just as the INF is uh, is tossed in the uh, fucking shitter oh and, and flushed down the toilet. Uh, Russia, France, and the United States have launched uh, nuclear capable missiles as the uh, as the treaty falls apart. And meanwhile, this is why I get super frustrated with just the people who are like, "We can't put impeachment on the table until we have an overwhelming case." Like, yeah. fuck you, right? Yeah, but every day he's there. Like every five minutes that passes, something else gets broken. Yeah, 
Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, and more seats in the federal government go unfilled in terms of and we, departments are being run by the acting co-director of who, you know, people who aren't never volunteered mm -hmm. to be the director. Of, oh, yeah. yeah by the way, Paul, Paul Ryan, probably going to be the next uh, chief of staff. Apparently he was uh, at the White House today. Um, you think? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. He, it seemed I mean, like it would be suicide. Wants, I mean, he's such a suck up. Yeah. I mean, he really just like <laughs> rubber stamped everything that Trump did the whole mm -hmm. time that he was the speaker. Yeah. But I mean, oh. the question is, we were talking about this before the show. Why the fuck would anyone with a brain in their head want to be part of this goddamn sinking ship? Why the hell would William? Oh, we're Barr talking about Paul Ryan. He does not have a brain in his head. Let's uh, dispense with this right now. OK. There was this whole weird thing in Washington <laughs> where people acted like Paul Ryan was a wonk, like he read a book or something and studied and was up on economics and had policy ideas. The guy's a freaking idiot. Yeah, he's an he absolute moron. Mm -hmm. I mean, just completely like. Like, I mean, like sheepdog eyes, just like feed me, just like nothing in there. And they were just like, and because people could actually imagine him having sex without vomiting, I guess they thought he was deep. I don't know. He'd crinkle up his forehead and make that like, I'm listening face. And mm -hmm. people were just like, oh, he's so deep and smart. And what a policy one. Never. He was always an idiot. Yeah, always. He was an absolute idiot and a total spineless suck up to the president. <laughs> yep. And when the history of this era is written, he will be basically like the opposite of a speed bump, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Like he's like the greased slide of the president's will. He was like the president's KY and butt fucking the nation. Just, I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> Ezra Klein finally writes at me a couple. He's like, you know, I once thought Paul Ryan was smart. I'm like, no, you idiot. He never was smart. Yeah, Why did nope. you think he was smart? Right. What did he ever do? Well, here's the secret, uh, T-Rex, about uh, Capitol Hill. There are very few actual smart people in Congress. And if when, yeah. you, when you hear them talking about things like health care, you suddenly realize that we're being run 535 members of the United States Congress divided between the two chambers. Most of them know fucking nothing. I mean, when I was look at Matt Gates, look at his face. Yep. Representative chuckle fuck right I mean, there. He opens his mouth and the wind whistles through his ears. Like it just, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just, it's just, he's, he's really, it's like, he's got that Rick Perry, like, like, if he puts on glasses, it looks like a dog wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, all dogs wearing glasses look like Rick Perry with his glasses on. He was the designated like, survivor, by the way, Tuesday night. That was a reassuring oh bit of news that we heard, wasn't he's it? Our, like, Minister of Energy or something? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What did they make him? He's, he's right near where I they, live, in fact. The Department of Energy is, like, right in my backyard. You know, I, I keep expecting... They gave him a cabinet appointment, and yeah. it's a... And I can't remember the other thing. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take we're gonna take one last break and come back. We gotta talk about Matt Whitaker right after these words. Well, it looks like that wicked winter air is setting in. And you know how washing up in winter can leave your hands drier and Rick Perry's who's this on a Saturday night. Well, friend, fret no more. Whip your dry skin into shape with whoop-ass hand balm from Bubble Genius. Them good folks over at Bubble Genius have loaded up their whoop-ass with a whole mess of nature's goodies like genuine shea butter and sweet almond oil, citrus extracts, and sage, which are wonderful for healing and fixing your skin right up. This here ain't no sissy hand balm. This here's some serious stuff. So if long days out on the range are leaving your skin tighter than socks on a rooster... <laughs> then it sure is time to open a cane of whoop-ass. 
By the by, this stuff's great on rough elbows. And knees, too. Hear that, Mitch McConnell? Check out the entire line of whoop-ass products, including body whip and soap, at bubblegenius.com. Bubble Genius. Y'all suds up now, you hear? Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, tomorrow, Friday, hearings start uh, in, uh, what is it, the House Judiciary Committee. They're going to be talking to sweaty, sweaty Matt Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> we, we have a new, uh, we have actual sound of uh, Matt Whitaker's sweating. There it is. It's a secret recording of Matt Whitaker sweating. That was just... Bizarre. It's totally. it's one of the, it was like a total Earth Two moment. It was just like, what's yes. happening? <laughs> Why this is, is our Attorney General our acting Attorney General who's such a bad liar that he can't even conjugate verbs when he's <laughs> under pressure? <laughs> exactly. So, so the uh, House voted to uh, House Judiciary Committee voted to subpoena Matt Whitaker if he refuses to answer questions. So then Matt Whitaker turns around like all of the Trumpers, these big fucking cowards, calling everyone snowflakes and then wussing out every chance they get. <laughs> Whitaker says he's not going to show up if he's subpoenaed. But I mean, of course, well, they... I mean, it's better than get a Kavanaugh approach. Just show up and scream at people and have a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they didn't actually subpoena him. They've authorized themselves to uh, subpoena him if he refuses to answer questions, because as we've seen, every time there's open hearings with Trump administration officials, they go to that area where anything having to do with the Oval Office, they suddenly go, we can't answer that question. Well, why can't you answer the question, sir? Yeah, they they can't answer. Um, So, of course, Jerry Nadler's going to have fucking nothing to do with that. So they preemptively authorized a subpoena in case Matt Whitaker decides to just sit there and sweat instead of actually answer any questions. (laughs) This is going to make half our audience want to pee. Everyone who's driving home stuck in traffic in their car. When he loses his job as acting director, he can get a job in someone's yard as a water feature. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. There was a period of time where people had those big like spheres in the yard, the big like a giant pinball thing. That's what he is. He's got a little bubbling fountain on top, you know? That's right the, those, those mirror spheres that people put there yeah it's such a perfect metaphor for uh for matt whitaker and all of his gross gross sweating remember that was that was like during the polar vortex too it was like minus 30 outside and he was it feels he like was five sweating. years ago i hate the way time moves in trump world i know me too that's just the, uh, the one of the many things that drives me batshit is just desperately trying to keep up with it. I mean, you know, talk about Stephanie Miller always compares it to the uh, episode of I Love Lucy with the chocolates going by. and You're trying to get all the chocolates as they go by and stuffing them into your mouth as they go. And that's just the, the entire process of keeping up with the fire hose of news. And of course, Donald Trump has weaponized all, all of that. So, um, you know, of course, Jerry Nadler said he hopes that uh, subpoena will not be necessary, but he cited troubling events, including previous efforts by the Justice Department to delay Whitaker's appearance. Uh, By the way, they're still negotiating on the uh, Michael Cohen thing, which I don't know why they're taking so long with that. I I think uh, they've resisted passing a subpoena. To uh, to yeah, they're him. not mad at him. Everyone seems perfectly calm. They're like, oh yeah, yeah he's cooperating. Everything's fine. It's just going to be a minute. Yeah, right. I don't right. Know. What are they doing? I mean, I just 
And like I said, I'm just frustrated with the slowness of it all. I know. Because I let, like, every day that passes, I feel like we are more at risk. Well, yeah, every day that passes, he's becoming more and more normalized. Have you noticed? I mean, that's why this is just like so. I mean, you get to a certain point where it's almost becoming a point of no return, where it's just like for, for the longest time, especially early on, right around the inauguration, we were all like, this can't happen. This needs to stop. Then you need to pull out of this. We need to figure out some way to, to either prevent the inauguration or after it happens to, to remove, have him removed from office, of course, legally. And, uh, and now we're more than two years in, and it's going to get to a point where people are going to go, well, we're two years in. I mean, there's been no real disasters, I guess. You know, people who are just casually viewing the, the political scene or, mm-hmm. you know, the people who were just, you know, their only experience with politics over the last six months was watching the State of the Union address. And those are the right. kind of people who you, you have to kind of worry about because they're the kind of people who will say to Congress or will say to investigators or will say to pollsters, well, you know, everything's okay with him so far. You know, there hasn't been a mushroom cloud. There hasn't been a major terrorist attack. So, well, oh, well, you know, how bad can it be? And, and, and we're all going, no, 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 you don't, you don't see. He keeps getting away. He can't keep getting away with uh, it. Yeah, he does. He can't keep getting away with it. And I know, I know I should keep the faith. Keep the faith, Bob. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time these days. I got to be honest with you. I'm having a really hard time uh, following these events and, uh, and not wanting to yank my hair out by the roots. And, uh, you know, especially when watching that. Oh, my God, the State of the Union address was so... So infuriating. But it's going to be his last one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching him and I was just like, soak it up, fat yeah. boy. Yeah. Like, this is your last trip around the, the so two aisle. Like, this is going to be your last one of these. So enjoy it while you can. It's going to be his last um, trip to the rodeo. Um, meanwhile, he uh, Trump, there's a video that emerged from 2006 where uh, Trump wanted a $20 million upfront payment for the right to use the Trump name on a Moscow development. Back in 2006, Trump was willing to accept a $4 million upfront branding fee and a cut of profits in his 2015 and 2016 efforts to build a Moscow Tower, as we've all uh, heard by now. So, I mean, it just gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And then, meanwhile, you've got this uh, boyfriend uh, of, uh, of, of Maria Butina. Um, what's this guy? Oh, Paul Erickson. He was arrested, pled not guilty to charges that he used a chain of assisted living homes called compass i just i look at that guy and i just think that he's dilbert character like brought to life (laughs) it's just every time i look at him that's all i can think (laughs) yeah i i said to kimberly last night as we were watching the news come down about this i said you know he looks like the weird fourth stooge that never quite made it to any of the three stooges he should have known something was up when maria butini would give him the time of day because i mean she looks a little crazy to me but she's kind of fine yeah yeah and like there's just no reason no reason that she would be with that dude (sighs) you know i don't know the dynamics of straight people y'all are weird Um, we are we are quite weird. There's no doubt about that. You know, all the normal shits happening on the uh, the other side of the fence, so to speak. But uh, yeah, she said. Uh, oh, the, the indictment against uh, Paul Erickson also alleges that Erickson fraudulently claimed 
to be building homes in the back in oil fields of North Dakota. His case is separate from the case against Putin in Washington, D.C. But Rachel seemed to think last night that uh, this is somehow a tangent of the actual Russia investigation. Because if they turn this guy, he's going to be able to give up all kinds of information about Maria Butina's links to the NRA and all of these other organizations. It's going to be, again, a, a beautiful fucking thing when they flip him. And they will... They will flip him. Um, let's see they what else. They keep finding out about these scam artists. Like, I mean, there's just there's another there's a mystery writer, mm-hmm. a guy in the publishing industry named Dan Mallory, who has apparently spent years lying to people, creating fake personas, mm-hmm. and just it's just been this like you know talented Mr. Ripley kind of situation. <laughs> I just like how stupid are people? Yeah. Or how trusting are we that these people keep getting away with things? Like, yep. Yep. And that's just it. That's it. The, the nature of Trump's crimes, for example, are so horrendous that we don't really have a roadmap. I mean, we keep trying to apply things like Watergate and uh, Iran-Contra no, even to like this. it's more like the fire Festival presidency. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've arrived at the field and the tents are full of water and we're all going to die of malaria now. Like, it's just, right. there's nothing holding this together. And people try to ascribe motive to Trump and they try to, like, what? maybe he's playing 3D chess. I'm like, he can't play 1D chess. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't know how to spell chess. I mean, that's the problem. Just for a split second, I want you to imagine him sitting there staring at a chessboard trying to figure out what all the pieces do. <laughs> I mean, I want to be the I want to be the horsey. The horsey is very, very powerful, very tremendous character. The most powerful character. No, it's not the most powerful character, Mr. Trump. Oh, I don't care what you have to say. But Fox and Friends told me the, the the horsey is the powerful one. Steve Ducey said it himself. By the way, did you notice he's getting much more whispery with his voice? And his S's are starting to turn into SHs. Maybe he's dying. No, um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> um, speaking of dying, I got to plug something here. Okay, uh, please. People who subscribe to my podcast, by the way, you can read, or I'm reading a chapter of my book, Widowmaker, aloud each week. Um, I'm writing it as in real time. Um, but it's like subscribers only. I put up a new episode today. Usually they go up on Fridays, but I'm having a really cool guest tomorrow. I don't want to step on that. So I put nice. up a new chapter today and it's harrowing going through all this stuff oh yeah we just surpassed the uh, one year anniversary of that and that was just like all of a sudden it was like time to write write a book go yeah like she's a gusser so yeah tune in and have a listen yeah yeah Um, definitely that's uh what patreon.com slash the t-rex report report. yep don't forget the 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 t-rex report and of course it's the traditional spelling of t-rex it's a theropod cast (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much yep Okay, we Thanks got the, for listening, everybody. We got the uh, postmortem show coming up next, right after this music is done playing. We just keep on talking. If you want to hear the postmortem show, you have to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Or just click, if you can't spell Patreon, by the way, it's P A T R E O N, just go to bobseska.com. And if you can't spell Seska, it's C E S C A. You can just do a Google search. Uh, I think that'll help you. Go to bobseska.com, just beneath the logo, right next to the Amazon link and the Band of Masculine link. There is the Patreon link. Click that. Sign up for $5 a month. You get two post-mortem shows a week. If you sign up for $10 a month, you get two post-mortem shows and the Friday After Party, which we record with Kimberly A. Johnson every Friday. By the way, Kimberly A. Johnson's podcast is at patreon.com slash startmeup. Also, patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson for Kimberly Johnson's writings and rants and podcasts and so forth. All right, post-mortem show coming up next, folks. We'll see you over there. Bye-bye.